1: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry. And I'm Shannon. Betty White, our lovable pup, is hanging here with us, and we're back for episode 41 of the Arner Adventures podcast.
0: Today, we have a spark in our lives episode with someone who we have a lot of synergy with, but was just so aligned with. I was in the interview myself because you were on your own adventure. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. couldn't make it. (laughs) But me and this guest, when it was over, I was like, have I known you my whole life? Are we... Are we related? We had so much in common. Even though she's in Massachusetts, I felt like she was right here in our home and I want to be friends with her and I think you're going to want to be friends with her too. Yeah,
1: that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to our guests, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles that we love.
0: What is your favorite scent? Morning brew. Oh, that was quick. Wow. (laughs) You do love your coffee.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, there was no deliberation on that right, one. You right.
0: Right. I mean? Mine is Namaste. It's too hard to
1: choose. Yeah. We have candles all over the house, though.
0: Yeah. yeah. Their hand poured candle is curated with only the highest quality ingredients, 100% natural soy, which is the only kind of candle that we ever have in our home because you know what? It's non toxic. It's their scents are not overwhelming. Their scents are gentle. They're made with clean fragrance oils. And they're just not going to make the air you breathe yucky.
1: You can go to SouthernOakArtisan.com and use code ADVENTURE for 10% off your candle order. We'll link it for you in the show notes too. Thank you to Southern Oak Artisan. Yeah,
0: thank you so much, Southern Oak Artisan. They do a lot for the podcast and we're just so grateful. And let's not forget... If you could please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and the platform that you're listening to us on, maybe give us a five-star review. We would be so appreciative. We have an easy link for you to use, lovethepodcast.com slash Adventures, also linked in the show notes.
1: Well, our guest today is Heather Hamill, and oh gosh, you're just going to love this conversation. It was so much fun. We learned a lot from her, but also we just really liked her.
0: Yeah, you even felt that way watching it afterwards.
1: Oh yeah, indeed.
0: You were like, no, I think I could be friends with her too.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. and that happens a lot. Yeah, it just- It does. We seem to go on the same page with this. We things. do. Yeah.
0: Well, are you ready to go ahead and get to the conversation with Heather?
1: Yeah, let's get to it.
0: So we knew we wanted to chat with today's guest when we read that not only was she a small business owner consumed by wonderlust, but she's on a road of self-discovery with a visual mind built for creative endeavors. Our guest today is Heather Hamill. Heather is the owner and designer behind Heather Hamill Design. Heather woke one morning and realized that she was not living the life that she had created. It was one that she was supposed to be living. We can totally, totally relate to that. Heather's mission in this world is to create and influence beauty, creating beauty through her design work and writing. You can see that on her website. Her writing is beautiful. Her design is beautiful. Influencing beauty comes through her storytelling and connecting with others. With her design business, Heather blended her two passions, design and travel. So by combining these two, she began to revive the dull world of short-term rental properties to create beauty and build experiences. We have so much to unpack and so much to talk about, but we only have a limited amount of time, so we're gonna try to get through this. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited,
2: and I can't wait to chat with you more.
0: Yay, yeah, we're excited too. And um I know that you're a you travel a lot and you uh, work remotely a lot. and but are you are you based in Massachusetts? Yeah. I'm based in Massachusetts.
2: I live, um, actually I just renovated a barn. We, me and my partner live in a barn that we just renovated in the middle of the woods, Oh, like surrounded by trees. It's so beautiful and great.
0: Fun. Yeah. And is it finished?
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's all done. We moved in. Well, well, finished is a strong word. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I don't know if my houses will ever be finished. I'm like, I have like a light bulb hanging from the ceiling somewhere and like there's stuff I think, but yes, we live there and it's, it's lovely and we're, always yeah. making changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I I would imagine that being a designer is probably very similar to being, you know, in the trade of if you're a landscaper or a plumber, it's like, well, there's always something to do at your own house. And it's like, when am I going to get around to it? Because I'm always doing something for somebody else. And there's always projects at my own. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am definitely at the the
2: limit of my own <laughs> desires. I think because I yeah. could do so much to the space, and also my boyfriend Ash is like, "Okay, let's take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> let's figure out what actually needs to get to happen." I'm like, "It all needs to happen now." Right, quick, tricky balance.
0: But what immediately intrigued us was, you know, the wanderlust and the travel, but that you had this sort of moment in your life that you just, again, sort of like us, you just were not living the life that you, that you wanted for yourself. And it's, we talk about this with a lot of guests that sometimes you're living this life that you said, the way you describe, you're supposed to be living. Mm-hmm. And the way we always say it is, it's what everyone else describes as the norm. And we just decided we were going to break out of that. And it sounds like you did too. And so I'm wondering, you know, in your, your 20s, you traveled to over 20 countries across five continents and i'm just wondering how did your life shift to the one that you didn't recognize all of a sudden
2: oh that's a great question i don't
0: you know i think that i think that it started at a very
2: young age without me whether without me knowing it um you know i was i was raised in a very middle to upper class white family in a predominantly white neighborhood like and I just didn't have a lot of out of the box experiences. You know, I had both my parents worked full time jobs. My grandparents like owned businesses and everybody was very successful. And like there was just this path that was sort of laid out in front of me um, that I, you know, I thought that I was wanted. That's that's what I thought I needed to have. That's what I thought I needed to be successful. It's what I thought I wanted to be happy. It was like I saw you know, my parents' life and my grandparents' life and this happy little family that we had. And I was like, this is all great and beautiful. And like, I want all this. How do I get it? And so I set a lot of my life up to, to get that, you know, I went to a private school and after private school, I went to college and I lived away from home. And when I got back, it was like, I was searching for my job and it was like, I found, I met this man who was a police officer. And I was like, this is great. Like we bought a house together we got married. I became a teacher and like all of these things were lining up. I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is where we've, where we've gotten. And it was at the point where all of those things were finished. You know, I had gotten my graduate degree. I was a teacher. um, I had my husband, we had the house. um, And I had planned all the things up until that point. And it was at that point that I was like, Holy smokes, (laughs) where am I? And what, whose life is this? And w- I made this for somebody, but it's not me. Right. And it was sort, you know, it was a culmination of a lot of different things that sort of led to that point of course, but that's as like simply as I can put it, where it was just like something is happening right now. And it's, I need to follow this path.
0: Yeah. It's um, almost like you're describing it. Like when you said you created it like a design project. Like you oh were, yeah I planned you it just designed it mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, and i am I am an excellent planner for other people, which is really I'm not a great planner for myself, but I'm a great planner for other people, and that's what I did, you know, I was like I'm gonna plan this whole life. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna get a degree, I'm gonna have this job, I'm gonna get a husband with a good job, I'm gonna buy the house, and then we're gonna have babies
0: and we're all gonna be happy thankfully I didn't have babies, but all of those things happened yeah. according to plan you have the quote unquote American dream success, yep. because that—that that is it. And then was it literally you woke up one day or was it like you're, oh, I don't know, I'm starting to feel this and like a year led up to it. Or I mean, was it just kind of a magic moment or what was that like? No, it
2: was like a it it
0: I mean it feels
2: like now it was literally I woke up one day and then I yeah. like that night I had this big conversation with my husband and I was like, "Hey, something's really wrong here." Like I don't know where I turned left. But, you know, looking obviously looking back now, it's easier to sort of see all the signs. Yeah. Um and yeah, it was just I was I was never I was never excited to be where I was. You know, I always again, this is looking back on it now, but like those nine, 12 months leading up to that, I just lived a very comfortable life. Like it was Mm -hmm. safe and it was comforting and nothing really ever felt scary or exciting or out of the ordinary. It was all just platonic. And now I know that for me is a red flag, that like, that is not how I live my life. That's not the kind of person I am. And back then I didn't know that. Now I'm like, hold on, I'm bored. Something needs to change. Yeah. Um, And then there was this other really crazy thing that I, I, I'm a, I'm a CrossFitter. I was a CrossFit coach for many years on the side. And I'm, so I'm very fit and I worry a lot about, I don't worry. I work a lot on my fitness and I had gotten hurt. Um, I hurt my back doing something. And it wasn't a moment of like, Oh my gosh, that popped something. I just hurt myself. It was just, it was like this, Over time, I had this pain that was like debilitating, like I couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, what is happening right now? And I went to see all of the people. And this is over like six or seven months. I went to the chiropractor and the physical therapist and a massage therapist, saw all the people. I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe I'm just hurt and I'm just, it's going to be fine. The moment I had the conversation with my husband that I wanted to leave and that something was wrong, I haven't had back pain since. And so that for me was like, whoa. This yeah. is like this huge validating moment moment yep. that I wasn't searching for, but my body was very clearly trying to tell me something. I'm getting yeah. like a little emotional thinking about it, but my yeah. body was very clearly trying to tell me something. And in that moment that I was able to honor that, it was like, whew, thank
0: you. It literally, um, and I, I was describing this recently. Through through something that we've been going through, that I it, it it's oh it, it is a weight when you are going through something that's so stressful. It and I I describe it the same way. I can kind of say, "Gosh, my back is killing me." What did I do? What did I do? And it can be the same thing. It's like when the stress alleviates, or when the problem goes away, or yeah. whatever, it goes away. And I I learned, and we're going to talk about this in a second about therapy and stuff that I learned through a lot of therapy that people say it all the time about what stress does to your body, but it really really does affect and hurt your body. I mean it really does. So to hear you say that too it's it's um, it's it's a affir- I mean it's affirming in a really you know shitty way, but it's affirming <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's affirming to hear that that oh yeah, that's true. I mean it is yeah. true.
1: We wanted to take a pause for a second to tell you once again about how much we love Sugar Wish.
0: If you're a regular listener, Sugar Wish isn't new to you. You already know how much we adore the fact that we count on Sugar Wish to send gifts to people. Why? Because it's easy. Yes. It's a time saver. Yes. You know the recipient is going to love it because they choose what they want.
1: That's right.
0: And it's not a gift that's going to take up space because it's edible. Yes. What's not to love?
1: You forgot something.
0: What's that?
1: You save money because we have a code to share with our listeners.
0: Oh my gosh, that's right.
1: Use code Betty White. That's all caps, one word, Betty White, to save $7 off your gift to someone. We also have the link in the show notes.
0: Yep. Whether you're gifting someone candy, snacks, tea, coffee, wine, or some dog treats to one lucky pup, that code works to save. Sugar Wish always saves the day. Yeah. So, wow. Well, okay. So of course we're, like I said, we're big advocates for therapy, self-work. I feel like it's, it's an ongoing process to work on yourself. I don't think it should ever stop, but I'm constantly on both of, into both of those. And so we can resonate with your journey with that. And I'm just wondering, I know that you've talked about on your blog, that therapy and deep self-work changed your approach to life. So tell me about that. Like how, how has that worked and how did it sort of help you with that transition?
2: Yeah. So I, um, that this big decision to leave my husband and my family and my life, I wasn't in therapy at the time. Um, but I, I had very, very close family friends who I adore and they were like, look, you don't want to be here again. And I was like, oh shit, no. Like I never, again, they were like, you need help because otherwise like these patterns are going to just keep." going and keep reappearing and nothing like you need to move through this and figure out what's on the other side. And I was like, okay. And I was somebody my whole life. I was like, I don't need therapy. I'm so happy. I don't need therapy. This is great. And then I went to therapy and I was like, Oh, like how, how is the world even functioning without therapy? I know. I was like, this, there was like this mind blown moment where I was like, Oh my God. Um, so yeah, so that moment I, um, I started therapy and I found this incredible woman. I practice IFS therapy. I don't know how familiar you are, but um, it's a belief that we are made up of parts. Um, And so it's sort of working with, you know, past parts that have been really traumatized, but also working with parts that have sort of arisen and taken place during times of turmoil or even on the opposite end. I have like a superwoman Heather part that I Uh call her my superwoman because she comes in, like she's the one that planned my whole life she's like, at some point she came in, She's like, we got this. We're going to just wrap everything up and we're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to, you're going to roll it out. And so like through my therapy, I have discovered and learned all of these parts of me and sort of how they all relate to my external world, but also how they all communicate with each other and how I can show up for them. You know, myself, um, how myself can show up for them and support all the parts of me. What does um, I stand for? It stands for internal family systems. Okay. Which sort of sounds counterintuitive, but it's actually talking about like your literal internal family and like okay. how ha- right. So all of these parts of you are a family system, um, and how they all work and interact and interact with the outside world.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's super it's very, it's 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 deep work, but it's also really relieving. Um you know, to sort of put—it's not, not that—not that I want to put blame on a part, but it's nice to know, like, there's this part that came up. You know, I have some trauma in my past, and there's this part that came up from that trauma That's like, that it's fine. We call it the "it's fine" part because she mm-hmm. sort of—she sort of shows up in—in in a bad situation. She's like, "It's fine. Everything's fine. Your life's fine. You're fine. It's all fine." Mm-hmm. And so, to sort of be able to see that part of me and take myself out of it and be like, "Oh." wow, like that part is hurting and like, thank you for yeah. also supporting me and protecting me in this moment and like trying to care for me, but also I'm here and I can support you. And like, it's just been, it's been this mind blowing, <laughs> this mind
0: blowing experience. Um, so it's a special when you're, if you're interested in that, like if I'm interested in that, <laughs> um, I would look for um, a, a therapist that specializes in that. It's yeah, a special- the whole. Yeah. There's a whole IFS community.
2: Um, so you can look up, I think it's the IFS Institute. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but there's a whole IFS basically directory where there's like therapists, my therapist, I do virtual with her. She's in Vermont, which is it's like an hour and a half for me. If it's a yeah. really special day, I'll go up to her, but usually yeah. it's
0: all virtual. Yeah, mine's um, virtual and they have
2: too. A, Yeah. And they have a whole directory on there of IFS therapists.
0: Okay. Okay. So all right. So you you get on this path and you know the deep self-work and help change things. And so do you feel like it – and I, I know we talked about it, it is an ongoing process. So do you feel like with the transition that you were able to recognize ways that it helped you sort of improve with your quote-unquote new life or the, the one that you wanted? Are you able to say, okay, yes, this is the one that I wanted? I mean – um I don't know, I don't think it was that easy. I don't think okay. was, I think that you know that
2: whole transition for me was really, really hard, and I think that you know, not only was I leaving a marriage and getting divorced at twenty seven which in and of itself caused a whole lot of insecurities, but um, the biggest thing for me was I had to learn to believe in myself and I had to learn i call it now leading with self because i I hadn't been I was leading with this other part of me that was taking over because I had all of these Unresolved issues. Right. Um, and so, and this, and this is where for me the constant journey is going to come in. It's like always coming back to myself and leading with self. And that has, you know, going through therapy and healing past traumas, healing through this, this big life change, but also learning to lead with self has what is what has really sort of put me on a pedestal to live my life the way that yeah. I want to. And you know, because it leads to all sorts of other things. It's like when you're on that pedestal, then you're like, oh, wow, now I can see everything. And like, I yeah. actually want to look into that and I want to read that and I want to do some journaling and I want to look into this. And like, so it's really sort of given me this, this, this pedestal to look out on. Um, and yeah. it, sometimes it crumbles. Sometimes I fall off and sometimes yeah. I'm in the middle of a bitch and I'm like, okay, I need a bath. I need yeah. a baby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <Somebody help me." laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, I relate to you so much, Heather. <laughs> I I'll tell you something else I related to is when I was reading something that you had written, you said how when you were little, you were described as being all over the place. And that you I guess you still sort of feel that that you're all over the place. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm totally like that. <laughs> I don't know if you know Scout Sobel. She's an entrepreneur, but she uh, she wrote a book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. And she lives and her her life with bipolar, and she talks about it openly. Talks about how she really became successful once she really owned it and started dealing with it. And you know, but she talks about how she's always described as being too much. And she said, Once I decided that I was going to embrace my too much and use it you know, for my work or whatever it is. It's like, I just, I just decided, you know, to lead with self I and mean, then she was just mm-hmm. going to lead that way. So when I, when I read that and now I'm hearing you say lead with self, I guess my question here is, do you feel now when you say I'm described as being all over the place, <laughs> do, you, do you feel that that is, uh, do you try to make that a positive for yourself or do you, do you feel it's a negative?
2: Um, it's a great question, and I I definitely want to look into Scout now because that sounds like an incredible <laughs> yeah. journey for sure. She's great. Um, yeah, you know it, but to be yes, yes to all of the above. It's a negative and a positive. I think it's a constant. It's a constant struggle for me. Yeah, I was all over the place. I also got social butterfly a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, she's a social butterfly. She's not good at school, and now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, C student. <laughs> 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 um but yes, you know, I just um and this is part of like um you know one of those paths that therapy led me down. I recently hired a business coach and she's this like beautiful spiritual life business coach and plus she's kinda of badass and she's just like sometimes she's like Heather, no. And I'm like, oh, Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, she's the one that has really I shouldn't say that. There's a team of people, but she has really helped me dive into what that means to be all over the place. And, you know, when I first started with her, this is like six months ago, eight months ago, I was like, I want to do this. And I want to do this. And I want to be a writer and I want to be a designer. And maybe I want to be a nanny still and be kids. And like, and she's like, okay, well, let's, let's try to figure out. She's all, she's like very about Dharma. And she's like, let's find your Dharma. Let's find your purpose. What is it? Like, where do we go? And that's where like the a sort of creator and creating and influence beauty came from. Like, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I aspire to do in life. And then it was like, okay, but I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And she's like, that's what you do. And I was like, no, 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 but I need to find my thing. Like, I need to find my one thing. And she was like, Heather, your thing is to do a lot of different things. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just had this huge, like, It was a light bulb moment, but it was also this like insane sense of relief where I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course they said that about me when I was nine. Of course they saw it when I was 15. Like, of course all these people say this about me. That's me. And so I, I have, and when I say it's a negative and a positive, I have a lot of trauma from childhood around my teachers and my parents saying you know, you need to focus, you need to do one thing. Like you do too many sports. You need to focus on school and like this whole, that whole sort of negative belief system that I, that part of me incorporated into my life. So that for me is where the negativity comes in. And is sort of the, the battle for me where I have that part of me comes in and it's like, no, no, no. Why are you doing this? Like you should, you should focus on this and do this more. Like, why are you, you know, flighty and going over here? And then you know, the bigger self, the part that, you know, leading the self, that bigger part of me comes in. It's like, no, 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 this is your thing. You right. do things. And it's still, right. you know, it's so hard. It's hard for people to understand. Even like my, my immediate family, you know, I'll be like, Hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And I'm like, okay, but how are you making money? And I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And you're like, no, no, no. But like, what's your, like, what's
0: your career? And I'm like, uh-huh.
2: Gosh, I'm I, all done having this conversation. Oh,
0: we could we could oh, have a whole podcast about that. I oh can't stand gosh. that question. Oh, and
2: uh, yeah, the, the what do you do? The what yep. do you do question is always. I'm always my question to people is always what do you do for the world, and other people's question is always like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, where do you want to start? Yep. I have lots of bows on my string. These, like, oh where, where do you want to go? Yes, yeah. So it's 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 a it's a constant. I constantly have to work on that part to honor, honor that because I still have these beliefs and these, I mean, they're happening. They happen to, you know, they happen present day. This isn't just in the past. So I constantly have to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. I do lots of things and I'm freaking good at it. And that's
0: okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm sorry, you don't understand it, but here I am. Right. We talked about this before we got on the show that I I'm in love with everything about your design and your website and everything I saw. And so, you know, with it's, obviously very impressive, Heather Hamill design. At what point did you create Heather Hamill design and how did that work itself into all of this?
2: Yeah. So I, um, well, after I, so during my marriage and my relationship, there was, you know, I was, I was a teacher and that was my career and I didn't travel. There was no travel. I had like a four-year period where I didn't travel. My husband was like, why, why do you want to go somewhere by yourself? And you know, that sort of, I, I know, but that sort of integrated into me. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's a good question. Why do I want to do that by myself? So anyway, yeah. I didn't travel. I sort of had this singular career and, um, you know, when I got divorced and when I left that life, I, I left all security that I had and I was sort of, I mean, I, I describe, I describe it as lost in the world. I just sort of blew around. Like, I really didn't know who I was or which direction I was going. And this is, you know, this is way before my design business or anything. Um, And one of the first thing I did, one of the first things I did was I booked a five week trip to Bali by myself. And I was like, I am out. Peace. (laughs) You
0: (laughs) the whole pray, love thing. You're
2: like, like, I'm out of here. I I taught English. I volunteered and I taught English while I was over there and I lived there and uh, it was Ah. so great. I know it was so great, and I, I kind of came back. Um, I kind of came back with a really interesting sense of security in my own right. You know, I was I was CrossFit coaching at the time. I had left teaching because it was a super toxic environment for me, and I was like, this like that is not actually anything I want. I was coaching full time. Um, I ended up, you know, fast forward. I ended up getting a really fancy coaching job in Boston, um, coaching some of the biggest CrossFit athletes in the world, and I was laid off during in the middle of COVID. So it was like the, the first November into COVID, they laid off a bunch of people and it was like, okay, so here I am again, (laughs) what are we going to do now? And at that point I had, I had, I had owned two houses with my ex-husband that I had designed and done some little renovations here and there. Um, And somewhere in this span, I also uh, buttered up my dad enough. I'm the only child, so it's very easy. But I buttered (laughs) up my dad enough to be like, hey, like, I think I can flip a house, but I don't have any money and I'm Uh not sure if I can do it.
1: (laughs) And he was like, okay,
2: let's try. (laughs) So I bought a house um, by myself, um, sort of just before I left for Boston. And I completely gutted it and I completely changed the layout and I completely renovated it. And me and my dad did most of the work and right in the middle of COVID, just before I got um, laid off, which was very lucky because the housing market was amazing. I yeah. sold my house and made a huge profit. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> this is good. I can do this. Like, it was just like, you know, there was part of me that was definitely looking for like some external validation. Like I had, you know, I had enough people walk through during open houses and be like, this is amazing. Be like, yeah, it is. This is great. You know, I kind of, kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. Yeah. And so when I got laid off, I was like, huh, like maybe this is a thing. Like maybe I should, maybe I should see what this is about. And, you know, of course there's the the superhuman part of me. That's like, no, no, no. You need a degree. You need to go to school. So I enlisted in school and I started going through the courses and I was like, I actually know more than this school is trying. Like, I don't, I don't do No, no. Like I was the first time in my life that I was actually like, I think I could teach this. Like, I don't, what's happening right now. Wow. Um, And so I reached out to a local designer in my area and I was like, Hey, like, here's my background. I was just laid off. I'm interested in design. I kind of just want to see if it's something I even like doing um, as a, as a job. Um, I'm wondering if I can volunteer my time. Like I will, you know, just follow you around, just do whatever you need to do. And we hit it off immediately. And like, we immediately loved each other. And she was like, and also no, like you're going to be my assistant. And I was like, okay, great. And so I did a lot, I did a lot of assistant work and I really got to know sort of the, the business side of design. And I was with her for about six months or five months maybe. and then. One day she called me up and she was like, Heather, I'm firing you and you need to do this. I was like, I'm sorry, what? No, 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 no. Like, no, this is like,
0: no.
1: You know what I've realized?
0: What's that, Jer?
1: People think that when the temperatures cool down that you don't need to drink as much water.
0: Dehydration can happen any time of year. Drinking water is important year-round.
1: It's easy to stay hydrated with Liquid IV.
0: Absolutely. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. It's a powder in a packet, so you can take them with you wherever you go.
1: It's an electrolyte mix that you just add to your water. It delivers two to two and a half more hydration than water alone.
0: So many flavors to choose from, too. Grape, Tropical Punch... Guava, passion fruit, strawberry. Okay,
1: okay. Liquid IV (laughs) has a ton of flavors. There is something for everyone. If you want your water to work harder for you, you should definitely try Liquid IV.
0: And for our listeners, if you go to their website, liquid-iv.com, and use code ARNERADVENTURES, you can save 15% and get free shipping.
1: We'll link it in the show notes, too. Liquid IV, fueling life's adventures.
0: Wow. so, you know, I had...
2: I had a lot of emotions and feelings about being like laid off or, you know, fired again within the same year. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening right now? And you know that I am so, so, so thankful that I've been through so much therapy and done all the work. Cause at that point I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to own a business. I know how to design houses and like, it's great. Like, (laughs) so where do I start? And I was very lucky to get in on, um, there was a local commercial project. They were renovating a big space, turning it into a music venue. And it was a nonprofit and I was lucky enough to know the business developer of the project. And she was like, look, I can't pay you. And I love you a lot. And will you design the space for me? And I was like, Great. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what, that's what sort of kicked me out. You know, she couldn't pay me, but she was like, I can, you know, I will throw your name out there everywhere. I will refer you. And that is what sort of kicked off my whole, my whole journey. And then, you know, I was able to hire a business coach within that and sort of really narrow down my niche oh. and where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. Um, and and you have of... that
0: big project under your belt for experience for sure. And you, And also this, this other designer gave you this opportunity, even though, yeah, you were fired, but she did. I mean, that's what for she's sure. doing, giving you the oh, opportunity. Sure. You're now a designer. You op- you opened up your own, is it a firm? What's it called? A firm? <laughs> what is it oh, called? Is it I've, design been firm?
2: Also, I've, you know, I don't know. I've been sort of messing with that too, like a studio. A business, a firm. studio?
0: Okay. I don't know what I it's called in design. It's so me. you opened your own <laughs> business, business, but whatever. All, <laughs> your own separate thing. It's obvious when you go to your website you know, a a lot of design firms, when you go to their website, you're like, okay, well, about, about who is this? Who is this? And you don't know because it's just like, okay, this is just a name or, or it might be an about, but it's just strictly, it's not very personalized, even if it has their name, it's just not very personalized. And so when you go to yours and it has the blog and you're like, oh, okay. But even it's, even that You know, a lot of businesses get in the blog game because they go, "Well, it'll help my SEO." I'll go ahead and do my blog, and I'll say top ten tips for this, top ten. But you really put in like a lot of your personal story. Oh yeah, and and I love that. And so you're you're able to then, you know, integrate your design work and your writing. And so do you feel like that sort of fulfills that for you, that passion that you had for both? Um, making things beautiful and writing.
2: Yeah, you know, I just. And
0: uh, you know, I think it's
2: I think it's bigger picture that just sort of comes up. Like I, this was one of the things I took from design school too. Like I ran into enough designers that were like, okay, what style do you want? And it was like mid-century modern, or like, what style do you want? It's like country farmhouse. And like, I am just not that girl. Like, that is no. not me. If you're looking for mid-century modern, like I can give it to you, but I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, part of my whole development of my design business was like, I I'm somebody who believes that. Not only does a house speak to me, but I think that it should be an interpretation of the people that live in it. Yeah. And for me, that's a really personal experience. And I, you know, like, I don't know. I just never wanted to create a business or a house or anything that was un- unauthentic. You know, I had lived this whole life that was not authentic to me. So I would be like, oh, I'm all done. I'm going to, I want this to be really authentic and I want my yeah. designs to be authentic and I want them to speak about not only the house, but the people that live in it. And so I think I took that approach to my own business too. It was like, I, you know, I want people to know who they're dealing with and, and that I'm not just going to come in and be like, great, this is mid-century modern. This is mid-century modern. Here you go. Like send it away. Yeah. Um, And I also like, I just think more people should be talking about therapy and their struggles and like real life shit, because there's so much fluff out there and there's so much highlight reels. And it's just like,
0: it's draining uh-huh. and it's like not, it's just not real. Well, it's and like- another, to, to bring up Scout again, but this, this whole conversation reminds me of it. And I've, I've just learned so much from her podcast and everything, but a lot of people will say to her, I hear you saying, being authentic about, you know, your mental health or therapy. She's like, but they'll say, but I'm scared. I'm going to lose business or what? And she says, yeah, I was scared of that too. But when I finally decided I was just going to come out and say, look, I have bipolar. I, a few years ago I was hospitalized. I, I'm on medications. She said, it's like everything went up. People, people want you to be real. They want to know that they're working with a real person and that they are, you know, following whatever, a real person. Yeah. And so I, that's why I love, there's more reasons than that. Your website's beautiful, but (laughs) another reason I love your website and, and your whole business model Is that it does integrate that and that it's, it's just so, it's refreshing because I I do think we, we all talk so much about being authentic, but no, there's not a lot of people who really are. They talk about it, but they're not.
2: Yeah. And I also, I mean, I also think that like, I think the universe rewards authenticity. Yeah. And I think that the more that you are being you're, you know, leading with self in the world, the universe is going to recognize that and not only surround you with other people like that, but like bring you all the things that sort of align with that.
0: Yeah, um, I think so too. I think you're going to have, um, I mean, look at me, I'm, I'm looking at your your stuff and I was just intrigued by it. And I think that there's going to be other, there are other people who look at your business or when they're looking at in your area or whatever, Yeah, and at design businesses. <laughs> <laughs> Designer, they're looking at designers. Yeah, and they say, "Well, wow, okay, this is an actual person. This, you know, yeah. I'm going to work with an actual person the, who who is going through stuff or who is on her own journey." And I just yeah. think it's it's great. And I know that a line of your business is that you take someone who has an Airbnb and they, you know, a lot of Airbnbs need some loving. I think some people invest in Airbnb as a business and they go, "Great, uh, yep. okay, where's yep. the business?" And yep. they don't realize that people want to come and stay at a really cool place or they want yeah. to feel like it's inviting and not, you know, that it's, it was granny's old house and you turned it into an Airbnb. So right. I, I love that you do that. And so I'm curious, what, what is that process like? And then is it just Airbnb? Is it just, it sounds like it's, it's rental in general. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. So how does that work out? Someone just calls you and says, it's like any other design project. No,
2: I mean, it's, so the whole, so it sort of came about, so my love of travel, I've stayed in a lot of Airbnbs um, and a lot of them are, like you said, they're kind of shitty. And like, Uh a lot of people are great, are like, great, I'm going to buy an Airbnb. And they throw like secondhand furniture in there and they throw like they have wires hanging everywhere. And it's just, it's an afterthought. And like, people can tell it's an afterthought. They'll still stay there. But like, I, um, yeah, I was in France, like, I don't know, three months ago or something. We stayed in Airbnb. And it was cute. And I was like, I was just in there with my boyfriend and I was like, God, this could be better. And this could be better. And this could be better. And he was like, just email them, email them and tell them that. And I was like, doesn't that feel like a little, and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you're, you're a designer. Like, just email them and tell them that. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I emailed them. I was like, Hey, like, I'm a designer. I, um, you know, I have some updates for your space that I think could, you know, give you more money on a nightly basis and give you better reviews. And like, I was being totally like, I wasn't trying to sell. I was just like, I have a lot of things I have to say. Sure. <laughs> and he was like, he was like sold. He was like, how much money do you want? And wh- how much time do you need? And I was like, I'm sorry, what, what? <laughs> what? what's happening right now? And that was sort of, so this is re I mean, this is recently that this niche sort of came up for me. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I guess that's the the answer to your question is I kind of do um, whatever is helpful. You know, I find that in short term rentals, I tend to have a lot more creative freedom because people don't care, which is always which is fun and motivating and empowering for me, and I love that. And I think yeah. that's what's making me sort of lean into that a little bit more. Yeah, like, doing interior design for other people is wonderful, and I can influence beauty, and I can create beauty, and I can work with other people but doing the short term rental thing people don't care about it. and they're like hey I just they're need this stay there. It's not a money. Yeah, and I'm like great, I got this. This is going to be fun. <laughs> um so there's a couple different ways that it it works. I've had people um fly me out to their to their space and I I sort of have a minimum of I need to stay there for at least 3 days to Yeah. to get a sense of the space and there's things that happen. Like there's bright lights that go off or loud noises or like a window falls out or I don't know. Things happen. Yeah. Um, And so, um, sometimes people will fly me out and I'll stay in their space for like three days and just get a sense. And then I'll go home and I'll kind of come back with this whole review and be like, okay, here's all of my suggestions. How do you want to proceed? Um, and then there's a couple of ways you can do it. Like if the, if the person has a lot of time, um, it can be as simple as like, here's this whole list. Here's how to put it all in place. Here's your floor plan. Go. Um, or sometimes people are like, I actually want nothing to do with this. Can I just bring you back out here? And they'll bring me back out and leave me there for like three months to, or not, th- I haven't had three months yet, but a month and renovate the whole space and right. deal, with con- deal with hiring, deal with shopping, deal with the whole thing. Um, and then there's sort of the middle ground, which is the virtual side of things, which is, um, I would love to have more of those. If there's any of you out there, um, <laughs> Um, which is sort of a a mix between the two worlds. Like we would have a lot of like a weekly virtual meeting, um, where I would be like, okay, you need to hire an electrician to do these things. Here's your fixtures. I want them. They're coming to you. Um, and then the next thing that we need to do is, you know, whatever, put the floor plan in here or get the floor plan together. Like, here's your floor plan. All of the stuff will be there on September 28th. Like, here's exactly where you put it.
0: Um, and uh, and then I'm hands off. I'm thinking like out here, I, I live on the coast of North Carolina. So we have tons of vacation oh, yeah. here. And I'm thinking, what would be ideal listeners is if we're getting ready after Labor Day to be in the our off season. Yep. You contact you contact Heather, <laughs> you have her yeah. come out and then get you ready for when yep. you know season starts again. end. So I think that's yeah. a great idea. And then you're gonna make more and money. It- Well, and it's like,
2: it's, it comes back to that whole, you know, authenticity and experience. And it's like people, you know, people will just rent your space if it's like secondhand furniture and there's wires hanging out and the shower doesn't work right. But like, they're going to recommend you when they have an amazing experience and And that that doesn't need, and it doesn't need to be a $20,000 job. Like it just needs to look like somebody cared and that somebody put
0: the time together to put this experience together for a renter. I was going to say an experience. A lot of yeah. times people want a cool experience and they, if yeah. they see these really cool photos, they're like, Oh my God. And then in the land of Instagram, they're like, that will make for a really cool Instagrammable photo to have that yep. yellow chair or whatever it is. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, Oh, that business model is such a great idea. It's, great
2: <laughs> idea. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I get to see a lot of different spaces yeah you know, like I said, like I said, I'm kind of somebody that the house I always say the house speaks to me. nobody else really knows what that means. I'm sure someone does, but you know i'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put a fancy leather couch in a barn, like yeah, probably not what I'm well maybe well <laughs> but you know what i like i'm not gonna i I think that each house sort of has its own its own voice, if you will, and that it's so cool with Airbnbs because you get to see this huge array of spaces and it's yeah. Like, ooh, Ooh, what can I do in here? Like, like, how's this going to go?
0: And what a great way for you to also fulfill that travel, wonderlust to be able to go to these well, different places.
2: Well, right. And that's where I can kind of like that. Now I'm really starting to honor that. Like I do a lot of different things. Like I've been writing these blog posts and I, I write for a couple different companies now. And the most, most of them are design related. Um, I have this design business. I have, um my i i still look after i have a couple of girls that i still nanny for and look after children it's like i have all of these things that i'm sort of setting myself up on and creating this like brand or this this persona around and you know it's so funny it's because it's so confusing to a lot of people they're like wait what do you do and i'm like
0: "Gosh." we had another guest on who went out of the box and he you know he, he and his family are they live location independent they travel the world and he uh, said, no, no more. If somebody asked me, what do you do? He said, like, I'm not going to, I don't answer that. He yeah. says, well, let me, let me tell you about my life. Let me tell you my life story. Let me tell you yeah. what I did. Sold everything. <laughs> I do this. He's like, by that, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just asked you what you did. Stop asking that. People are yeah. more than what they do for a living. It also
2: just isn't. I don't know. It feels so irrelevant to me. It is, and so and so. I don't want to say unimportant. A lot of people that I've met, that are like, "Oh yeah, I'm an accountant." They're not like, "I'm making the world better." And this is how they're like, "I'm an accountant. Like it's my nine to five. I work. Yeah, I make money." And it's like, is that really like people need? You are, yeah. Like uh, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I struggle. I, I tell people when people ask me what I do, I tell people I create beauty, and they're like, "Okay." What does that mean? And I'm like, "Oh, great question. Let's talk about it." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when I ask people, I think I mentioned, my my question for people is always, "What do you do for the world?" And I get like so people are always most people are like, "Oh, I'm a accountant." And I'm like, "No, no, no, but what what do you is that what you do for the world?" And they're like, "No, I hate that." And you're like, "Okay, well, what do you do for what the do world?" Do? That's a great And then question. they go into like what they're passionate about and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so." And then you start this like Really incredible, empowering, and motivating conversation between two people that were just going to be like, I'm an accountant, I work nine to five, and like, that's it.
0: And commiserate about how terrible that is. Or, yeah,
2: all yeah. set, set with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's get to your five, fast five questions, which are oh, gotcha, that, gotcha. the number one hardwoods or carpet? Hardwood. Number two brunch or happy hour brunch number three (laughs) (laughs) you're the fastest we've ever had so far number number three airbnb or hotel oh gosh can i say it depends sure
2: (laughs) i think it depends on the situation and why you're there i'm all (laughs) in for a bougie hotel with a nice spa but there's also something really nice about having your own space and being able to cook for yourself and so i think it's situational dependent
0: yeah totally agree Sometimes I get to a hotel and I'm like, and then I'll hear something in the hallway and I'm like, why didn't I just go to an Airbnb? <laughs> <I know. laughs> why didn't I just go do that? Yeah, I know. But then sometimes I get to Airbnb and I'm like, Ugh, I would have really loved a five-star hotel tonight. Right. <laughs> where somebody like comes and fluffs my pillow. Yeah. And puts, like a lavender branch on it. And like that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, plane or boat. I'm going to say plane, but
2: I am not opposed to a boat and love a boat. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. Okay. But I like to get places quickly, but maybe I don't. I don't that's a tough one.
0: <laughs> it's like plain is just like a little bit ahead. And number five, ketchup or mustard? Oh, ketchup
2: all day. But <laughs> oh. I have like a super uh, bougie holistic ketchup that's like made of literally tomato puree and like apple cider vinegar, I think. So I don't oh, Do you make your own? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I happen to find one. Um, so we have like a little. Holistic market near us, yeah, and it yeah. has literally four ingredients in it. And I was a big ketchup oh. like I was the person that put ketchup on my mac and cheese when I was little. Uh-huh. So I am like about ketchup, but I live a very holistic life now. So I was like, fuck, I yeah. can't have sugar or high fructose. So I found this really wonderful ketchup. The ketchup, that all that sure.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll we send have it sort to of you. a place like that near. I was I was gonna say if you could. Um, We have a place near us like that. And if you send it to me, I'm going to go and look and see if they have it. That would be wonderful. Okay. And then the question we ask everyone is, what does a life well-lived mean to you? You know, I have to just go back with leading myself. I Mm. think that if I can
2: get to the end of my life now that I've done a lot of hard work and that I will continue to do the hard work and I can get to the end and say, like, I led at least mostly with myself myself and live my life that way, I will be a proud girl. (laughs) That's
0: a really good one. That's good. This was so great. And I would love it if you could tell our guests where they can find you and then where they can connect with you for your design services. If they want, you know, if they have an Airbnb and they want to contact you, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Totally. Yeah. So the best way is just my email and my email is hello
2: at com. It's super easy. I'm also, I am in the process of sort of um, combining my social media in an effort to get off of it more. Um, so I'm moving everything onto one Instagram and it's just underscore, Hey, it's Heather underscore. And it is everything. It's all of me. So I'm really doing like a lot of self-empowerment, health and fitness, but also all of my design work is on there. And it's just sort of the Heather that is does lots of different things. So that's
0: where you can find me on social media. Um, and obviously, yeah, check out my blog. Yeah, and we'll link all of that in the show notes because I think everyone yeah. should check, check that out for sure. Well, this was wonderful. I feel like, I feel like we are uh, kindred spirits in many ways. And I feel like I I've agree. known you for a long time. So thank you so much for taking your time to do this. We really, really appreciate it. And this was just amazing. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Well, Jerry, we talked about how you always watch the episodes while I'm editing and all of that stuff at the end. And you had some really good key takeaways like I did. But what did you think?
1: Well, first of all, I really enjoyed it and I felt like you that this is somebody we could we could be friends with. Uh And uh and like despite the distance between us, but you know, feels like we uh we were right in the same room. That sounds like a
0: maybe a Country song. <laughs> I can't stand country though. So let's just say that sounds like a, I don't know, a, just a nice, a, I don't know, a nice song. D-
1: despite the distance between us, yes. that would be a good lyric. That's what right? I was
0: thinking when you said it.
1: In fact, I think thousands of songwriters have realized that and used it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not onto anything new here. <laughs> despite the distance between us.
0: Yeah. Despite the <laughs> distance between Heather Hamill and the Arners, we did have a lot of synergy. Especially, yeah. you know, about mental health and you know, doing that kind of work.
1: Oh, and she's a big advocate for uh, mental health work and for 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 self-work and always working on yourself to be better. And that's something that resonated with me in a big way.
0: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And she I like how she says she does she does the deep work.
1: You d- yeah, know, yeah. She always I says, like Well, I was that. doing the deep work. Uh-huh.
0: I also loved, and I talked about this on there, but I love First of all, her website is beautiful and she created it, which uh-huh. I love. But I love that she can combine her passion for making things beautiful and creating and writing. And th- I, I would say that that's something else that we love while we don't design. We always say, you know, we love that Arnold Adventures gives us the opportunity to write and then to create
1: and be creative in general yeah Mm -hmm. writing writing of course a big part of that but yeah the whole creative aspect of it is what keeps me coming back
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right and i love the whole airbnb airbnb aspect i think we know a lot of people we can give her information Uh to and sure yeah well Mm
1: -hmm. well if this episode resonated with you and i know it did with me or if you know of someone who would benefit from the knowledge that heather was sharing we would love it if you would share it sharing is caring friends
0: it sure is As always, you can find us at ArnerAdventures.com on Instagram at ArnerAdventures, also linked in the show notes.
1: So until next time, enjoy the journey that you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Bye! Bye.